Private Lender Podcast, Episode 101. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Seneca, who said, It is not the man who has too little, but the man who craves more that is poor. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. Hey everybody, what's going on? Greetings and welcome to the Private Lender Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Baker, and you're listening to episode 101. This podcast is the only one of its kind as it's dedicated to teaching everyday people just like you and me how to prosper with the most passive form of real estate investing known to humankind, while also giving tips and ideas that can help keep your safe keep your keep your money safe, I should say, with private mortgage investing. Look, it's just this simple. If you're looking for practical tips and advice on being a successful private lender, on how to create wealth without the banks or the Wall Street, then you're definitely in the right place. But if you want to learn from my mistakes so that you can avoid them and prosper much quicker, well then pull up a chair and pull yourself a cup of Latte Larry's coffee, my friend, because the Private Lender Podcast is made just for you. And this episode 101 is sponsored by the letters WTF. I hope you are safe and well amid the COVID-19 pandemic, wherever you are, wherever you're listening. As of the recording of this episode in mid-April 2020, on the global scale, there have been 2.4 confirmed cases of infection, 623,000 have recovered, and 165,000 have perished. By the time this episode goes live, those numbers will be higher. In the United States, 22 million have been able to file their applications for unemployment insurance, with more anticipated by the end of the month. Now that I've completely brought you down and brought the mood down and bummed everybody out, I do want to have something positive for everyone. And so, and in the spirit of finding positivity in crap, we're all going through this together, yet we're supposed to be apart, at least at a safe distance. And look, at no one's really can remember anything like this really affecting us in the U.S. as much as it has since, um, I mean, I guess SARS was similar, but anyway, but in the spirit of, you know, trying to find a silver lining, I'm not going to promise to make, you know, lemonade from all these lemons, but I believe this can be a step in the right direction, especially if your your life's been dumped upside down and you're one of those 22 million people looking for their next paycheck. So keep your eye on the prize. The, the present is uncertain, but the future is up to you and me. It's up to us. So I don't want to give any false hope out there. I mean, look, times are, are crappy. I think shitty times are ahead. We're going to have to buckle up. What I'm talking about here will not satisfy any short-term needs like putting food on the table or paying any bills. But then again, you don't listen to this podcast for that. So the moves I'm talking about making are definitely to help you in your long game, but also knowing that the short term is very bleak. Uh, for example, the former Mrs. Baker was recently laid off because of the, the effects of coronavirus on the, the company she was working for. So it's, uh, yeah, that sucks. And it's not, a, it's not a great time for her. You know, she's, there's a lot of unemployed people out there. And unfortunately in Houston right now, the job market for oil and gas, especially the upstream, is not in a good swing. It's, it's definitely on the, on the down going down. So I don't wish harm to anybody out there. I'm going to get that, you know, but history does tell us that it's during uncertain times like these is when giant shifts in society and, and wealth can be made. And I believe this COVID-19 has the ability to make more private lenders than any other time before. 
and to help open the doors of opportunities for the millions who have who've been affected. It's going to happen in an ugly and crappy way. But if you can hold your breath like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption, you can crawl through a mile of shit and come out clean on the other side. <laughs> anyway, that's not a very good Morgan Freeman. But a lot of bad things are going to happen to people and to good people, people that we, we know and love. But the sun will rise tomorrow. So, you know, why not try to find uh, some good actions to take towards making your situation better for those around you now and in the future. So what positive could come from this? Well, and how is this going to make private lenders? Silver lining number one, let's take that 22 to they think 25 million by the end of April they're anticipating. All of those retirement plans that will no longer receive contributions from the employee or the employer. And that really sucks in the short term because that comes with uh, also no paycheck, no health insurance, and, and no certainty for the future. And that is definitely a scary place to find oneself, and I feel for everyone out there going through that. But these old retirement accounts can be rolled over into IRAs, which costs nothing, and it's not even a taxable event. There's no penalty. Your current 401k custodian will most likely have the, the ability, would love to do it for you and keep your business, keep your account at their company. And the question is, why do this? Generally, IRAs, in the past, IRAs have had more flexibility and investment options than company-sponsored 401ks. Now, there are some exceptions with Fidelity and other custodians, other brokerage houses, where they you're given a almost like a brokerage account, then you can trade individual stocks in your 401k, which is pretty nice. Mutual funds, ETFs, you name it. There are some limitations, but and I have worked at companies where we had three options in the 401k. It was all stocks, all bonds, or blend. That was it. Three choices. So by taking that old limited 401k, especially if it's limited, but you take that old 401k, convert it to an IRA, and now you can invest in so much more, so many more things than a limited 401k program at, at companies you know, that only have about 30 or 40 mutual funds for you to choose from. So you get that money rolled over into a vehicle that's a little more open-ended when it comes to options and not so limited. I think that's a good thing. That's a silver lining, number one. Silver lining number two is even if you make too much money and cannot contribute to a Roth IRA, you can convert, once you roll over your 401k into an IRA, then you can convert that normal IRA parts or all of it into a Roth IRA. Now, you will have to pay taxes on that. This will be a taxable event. However, you, there will be no penalty. And as it stands, as I record this in April 2020, you will not pay any taxes when you withdraw the funds during your retirement from the Roth IRA. I say find a way to tax the seeds and not the crop. The U.S. government just gave away $2 trillion of money it doesn't have. Who do you think is going to pay for that down the road? I'm not saying I'm, I'm right, but that's, I'm letting you know that that's my thinking, and that's how I'm trying to position myself for this. As I'm, I'm trying to get as much into Roth as possible because someone's going to have to pay the piper. And I don't want to be doing it with my retirement account and with God knows what healthcare is going to be like when I get to the end of that road. So that's silver lining number two. Even if you can't contribute to a Roth, you can take an old IRA and convert it. So every year, let's go back to silver lining number one, where you now have that IRA. You can still put $5,000 in per year to that IRA. And if you have a Roth, even if you can't contribute to a Roth, you can always convert roll over standard traditional IRA money into a Roth if you pay the taxes up front. So silver lining number three, and this is where it really comes into the private lending, is once you have that IRA, an IRA and a Roth IRA, you can open an account with a, a self-directed IRA custodian to get on the road to becoming a private lender and in turn expand your network and the number and types of projects and in, in which you invest. I mentioned earlier the former Mrs. Baker was recently laid off due to the pandemic. 
right in the middle of a divorce. Uh, so my heart goes out to everyone who's dealing with it, especially her. We look, we are in this together, you know, one way or the other, but life happens whether you want it to or not. You know, she came to me and told me she was obviously upset and said, okay, look, nothing really changes. You know, I'm not going to leave her out in the street, of course. It just means things are going to be tight because uh, we're, we're still a two household. So the courts can open back up. So, but I said, you know, just as unemotionally as possible, you know, I sat down and kind of, we just kind of spitballed things and obviously unemployment insurance. And she was explaining just how difficult it is to get through, you know, 6 million people a week, 5 million people a week. So I imagine that call center is overwhelmed, but nonetheless, keep trying to get through the automatic stimulus check. It helps. It's not, you know, it's it certainly isn't going to make anybody's year, but it, it can put some food on the table or, and, or, you know, pay a bill or, or so. And then there's the, um, you know, the CARES Act, uh, EIDL, the Paycheck Protection. If you're an entrepreneur or self-employed, that doesn't really apply to her, but I'm just, you know, spitballing. I've tried to get some relief for Asset REI with uh, with my partner because we're having a hard time putting some tenants into some properties. So I figure the worst they can say is, no, you don't need it or you don't qualify. So move on. It didn't take very long. So, but she is currently negotiating with, this is back to the former Mrs. Baker. She's currently negotiating with her landlord about terminating the lease. She has a letter from her former employer stating that her termination was due to the pandemic, which mind boggling, but they've already basically kind of furloughed some of the rent payments, given her a rent payment program without even, without her requesting it. But Nonetheless, look, we suggested that she look at all the options, look at all the cards that are, you know, out on the table. And fortunately for us so far right now, we don't need to establish any payment plans for any, any bills or any loans or anything like that. But it is a possibility and one that I wanted to put down just so that it's not, you know, it's an option that we have if she's on, not able to find work quickly. And God forbid, you know, with the kids, uh, well, they were playing sports until all this happened, so... Unfortunately, we've, we've paid all the medical bills and emergency room visits and all that stuff. So none of that is going on that right there. But anyway, the next thing after we spitballed with that was, okay, we need to create a, and this is corny, but a pandemic budget. What does this all look like? A lot, you know, a lot of things are in the air right now, especially as to where she's going to be living. She's looking to downsize, but also looking at other other facilities. So one way or another, it looks like a, a move is coming. So I will be hiring strapping young men to help with that because I'm not lifting anything. <laughs> anyway, and then so I, I also said, well, look, immediately initiate a rollover for your 401k into an IRA. And since she'd only been there for a few months and didn't contribute much, there's not a whole lot in there. But okay, convert it into the IRA, and then we'll or roll it over into the IRA, traditional IRA. Then we'll we'll convert it into the Roth. And you know, I'm running and basing this on the assumption that her income is going to be down this year significantly. So, if you're going to pay taxes on some money to put into a Roth, now's the time to do it. It's one of those silver linings. So that's she's you know was very much agreed with that, and so that's what we're, we're moving for her. Moving you know onward with me, I still try to do convert. Uh, as much as I can, when I can, to my Roth IRA. However, that's been put on hold this year <laughs> for obvious reasons. But and then I, I recommended one of the things that I've I've noticed in talking with just friends and neighbors. What social interaction, what little I'm actually having with people outside of my own family is trying to learn how to network electronically online and use things like social media, which they absolutely despise. <laughs> but it is whether we like it or not. It is the current situation and reality that we find ourselves in. Now is the time to update those profiles and your contact info and get on LinkedIn and all that fun and Indeed. Because and, the only thing worse than having a job you don't like is looking for the job you don't like. So 
like there's going to be a lot of gloom and doom all around us, but there are going to be opportunities on the horizon held just down the road. And I think we want to be on the forefront with our ear to the street and you know try to put our finger on the pulse of our local markets. And maybe that's job markets, but definitely real estate markets from a private lending perspective. And one of the things I've suggested to the ex and to some of the, my friends that have have lost their jobs is, you know, and there's a lot of uncertainty out there. I go back to a book I read that it was a very depressing book, but guy suffered a very bad tragedy in his life. He kept talking about he was on his motorcycle, he kept riding on his motorcycle to keep moving because it, it soothed his soul, much like when you put a baby in a car. And so I'll take them for a drive when they won't sleep at night. And I've always tried to adopt that kind of mentality or that mindset of, okay, I need to keep my body moving. Even if it's just walking, you know, I'm not talking about going, to, I mean, you should go to the gym and all that. Yeah, but I don't. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite, but I mean, I do try to walk, stay active to do projects where I'm, my body's moving, but also do the same thing with mind, emotions, try to meditate. I'm the worst meditator. I do meditation like I do antibiotics only when I need it. <laughs> and then I start feeling better. Okay, great. But anyway, just some of the suggestions, you know, I threw out to the, uh, to the ex cause she was uh, listening to some, to some friends at first, at first I got furloughed and then just let go altogether. So uh, their businesses are not, uh, will probably not return, uh, at least not as they know it. So, or knew them, I should say, you know, so I keep moving. And another quote I like to throw out there is from Bob Dylan, who said, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows there. I'll let that one just hang out there for a moment. And that's going to do it for this episode. 101 of the private lender podcast. That sounds, oh, thank you very much. Oh, nice. I do want to thank you for sharing your time with me today. I do appreciate it. And now here's the part where I beg for ratings and reviews over at iTunes, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you're using to hear my voice right now. And yeah, okay, so adios. Thanks for listening. I really do hope that you and your loved ones stay safe and healthy, and we we all get through this crap as quick as possible. So besides self-awareness, which I think we'd all be good if we had really high self-awareness, but besides that, I wish you safe and prosperous private lending. I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker.